Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead. And I'm Scott Beer, Call Beer Enthusiast. And welcome to Beer and Other Shit, the podcast, episode 52. And today we are here in Ottawa, tooth and nail, with uh, are you founder or head brewer or owner? What's the. Founder, co owner, head brewer. Everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Janitor. Matthew, mate. <laughs> <laughs> a pleasure, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for Appreciate sure. Thanks for Cheers, us, man. man. Of course, of course. So this is our first time. Uh, this is my first Tooth & Nail beer, actually, Great. ever. So I'm Good. very excited. This is fantastic. And uh, we're here at the brewery now in, uh, what's this area called? Hindenburg. Hindenburg. Oh, yeah. yeah. We stayed around the corner. Yeah, yeah we're around. Yeah. Great. So, like, purposely, Airbnb. where the breweries are at. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so, man, like, one with me, let's start with the beers. Yep. We were all drinking something different. Generally, for podcasts, we would all drink the same thing. Okay. Not today. We're being difficult. Yep. Switch um, it up. Let's be difficult. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk, what do you got there? Uh, I've got our Pilsner Vim & Vigor. Okay. Uh, Vim & Vigor is like an extension of... Uh, everything that I love about the Pilsner style, we make it very hoppy, all German ingredients, um, really hopped highly on the back end, it's got a firm bitterness, and a lot of people don't understand that these European hops and Pilsners in general uh, should give you a really nice floral, hoppy, aromatic experience. Right. And, uh, you know, so many Pilsners in the world now have just throughout the last century have been dumbed down to just blonde loggers fizzy loggers yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. which you know have their really, place but yeah. uh, why would you do that when you can make you it taste it so, so good with the hops so, so this is a dry hopped pilsner would you we, say? we don't dry hop it anymore we played around with that for a little bit and um, we found that just the hop itself by giving it all late addition in the in the kettle gave the beer more finesse okay. um, the dry hop version is nice but it it it's a beer style that needs to have finesse right. and it became a little bit coarse and a little bit grassy so we said forget it and okay. uh, Kept like it, it the way it is yeah. straight up and down fantastic yeah. and uh, what does Scotty got I'm there? drinking Strife which is I thought a really cool mix of uh, it was Brett wheat and IPA so yeah. it's almost like three different styles of beer thrown together kind of yeah, yeah. so we, we dreamed this up I, we did a charity event for an organization called Ski for Kids okay. and people bid on an auction item that we gave and the auction item was us making a beer with 10 people and designing it with a world cup ski racer dustin cook mm -hmm. and their experience was to hang out with him for the day come brew a beer for the day wow. and the group themselves wasn't really too um up to speed on different beer styles so right. dustin being a huge beer geek and me being a huge beer geek we kind of dreamed this thing up and it came out so well last year we decided to make it again amazing yeah that's sick and this bad boy here is the uh, solo mission solo mission yeah single hop pale ale that's it and this this version we're using a brand new hop from germany called ariana um really really cool hop still has some kind of finer German character, but all at the same time, you, you get this real nice white grapefruit, uh, gooseberry, a little bit of wine gum in the background. That seems to have dissipated with age a little bit. Okay. Um, but really well-rounded hop, firm bitterness. Um, not too aggressive, still a little on the aggressive side, but uh, yes. yeah, we make this beer different every time just to yeah. learn. It's 
brewer's education that the public gets to drink. Right. You know? That. When you say you make a difference, so that's actually something topic that we've brought up we've a bunch with about, yeah. brewers because it's fascinating to us. So like over time generally beers evolve. So when are you referring to this version or are you saying because it's probably your single hop series? It's part of the single hop series, so, yeah. So that recipe has not changed since the first day we made right. it. From the, yeah. ba- the base at least. We have to change the hopping because you have different intensities of hops right. but all the timings are the same. Okay. Just the quantities. We always... The flavor and aroma addition always has to stay the same. If we use any bittering addition, that's the one that kind of evolves in, in quantities. Right. But for all intents and purposes, it's the same recipe every time. Right. And that way, okay. we get used to that recipe. We introduce the hops. We don't over-hop this beer. It's still a pale ale. I think there's a lot of misconception that pale ale should be hoppy as shit. And it's like, right. well... It's hop character, but right. you know, let's not. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. That's yeah. it, yeah. So well, I've actually had this beer. I got it in my first beer mail, my first beer trade from yes. R&D Beer Guys. Yes. Oh, no way. Of, uh, yes. Toronto and Ottawa. Yeah, so I had it last week, was really impressed with it. I found there's such a crushability to it. Like, some of these overwhelming, palate-wrecking pale ales or IPAs are kind of like, okay, I'll have one, I'll enjoy it, on to the next. That's this was it. like, I was thirsty for more, it went down so smooth. Yeah. That's how Great we design. We honestly design all of our beers for drinkability. Yeah. Uh, I love all kinds of beer. Um, there are a couple of styles I don't dig on. That's fine. Everyone's got their palate. Yeah, but to me, we want them to be clean, crisp, dry, refreshing, drinkable, no matter what the style is. Right. And there's some misconception out there. Sometimes people think you need sweetness to balance bitterness. And of course you do, but you still want things to finish dry. You want them to go down easily. That's the whole point of right. drinking beer. You know? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think we should just get it out the way people really like to hear your beer story. Okay. So how did you get into beer and how did you end up uh, owning this bad boy? Oh shit, it's actually a pretty long story. <laughs> how many uh, beers do we have to go through to get through this story? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's too bad. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, even as a little kid, I liked drinking beer. Um, I didn't drink beer as a kid, that came out wrong. <laughs> but I, always, I was always attracted to beer. And uh, I went to university at Bishop's University in Lenoxville, Quebec, and I got a job at the local bar, which was a brew pub, and the job was DJing. Is that the one in Sherbrooke? Yeah, yeah in Lennoxville, just outside of it. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. So, um, yeah, I started this job DJing, and it wasn't like, I didn't have, like, turntables Skill. or anything. I'm just, like, playing <laughs> like music. And, and I got yeah. paid with two $20 bills and two pitchers of the house-made beer. Okay. Winning. And I was like, you know, at the time I was buying Wildcat Dry for $10 a 12-pack at the gas station. <laughs> I and never even heard of it. Oh, that was man, my university beer. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then, you know, I started drinking this other, this other kind of house-made craft beer, I guess. They weren't using that term at the time. But uh, I was like, this is wicked. Like, it left something... You know, Wildcat Dry, Molson Dry, all these, like, no aftertaste. Yeah, I was right. like, but I fucking want aftertaste. Yeah, and right. so I kind of developed a taste for beer then. And then, you know, back then I was probably like, wouldn't it be cool to own something like this? And then left it. And then, you know, I was a professional ski bum for five years <laughs> in BC. And then I left that because I needed to get on with life. And uh, now I realize I was actually living at that yeah, time. Now I'm working. Um <laughs> But then I was going to be a teacher. I went and taught in Japan. I traveled around Asia a little bit. And then I was going to be an urban planner. And the girl I was seeing at the time was living in Toronto. So after Japan, I moved back to Toronto. And I really didn't want to live there. And I really didn't want to work in a restaurant. I really didn't want to do these things. And 
uh, ended up finding a restaurant I did want to work at, which is Beer Bistro downtown yes, Toronto King yeah. on King Street. And so I walked in there one day thinking, oh, this is going to be like one of these corporate ventures and whatever. And I looked at the beer list and I was like, wow, these guys, this is, this is actually cool. Yeah. So I went up and I applied for a job there and I got the job. And then I started, you know, really getting into the beer. I mean, they had beer school there and I was like, this is incredible, right? You sit and drink beer and people tell you history and, and all about it. So I just started learning. Then I started teaching the program. And through this all, I was like, you know, struggling to figure out what the hell to do with myself. And I was, I was sitting, actually visiting Ottawa at the time, sitting with a friend of mine in the corner of a yacht club. And I was like depressed. And he was like, look, dude, he's like, you've been good at two things in your life, skiing and drinking beer. And he's like, <laughs> skiing clearly is not working out. So <laughs> why don't you think about going to brewing school? And I was like, well, you know, I didn't grow up in an environment where like being a brewer was a life choice that right. you could actually make. And I was like drinking this. It was a whole garden. I remember the exact beer. And I was like, well, somebody made this. So why can't I do this? And I was always really heavily into cooking and, and just desk job was never going to work for me. So then I just kind of looked into it. Um, I went and I did three internships in three different countries. I went and worked a week at Avery Brewing Company in Colorado. I went and worked a week at Fuller's in London. Oh, and I went yeah. and worked a week at uh, Cancio in Brussels. Wow. And after doing that, I was like, I'm sold. This is exactly what I want to do. Yeah. And so I enrolled in the American Brewers Guild in Vermont, went to school and then started brewing professionally. And there was never a moment where this wasn't the goal. This was the end game. It was from the always beginning. the end game yeah. from the beginning. And so, yeah, we got open a year and a half ago after writing a business plan and setting it up for two and a half years and wow. off to the races. So, where does, where does the name Tooth and Nail come from? Is there, any, is there a meaning behind it? I'm yeah, there's a now. huge meaning behind it. I mean, it came to me in the shower one day when I was listening to some song, and they might Did have you even... have a shower beer in hand, though, is the question? Yeah. Oh, chances are good. Uh, I don't really remember. I'd certainly hope so. Um, but the name Tooth and Nail is like, it's a total homage to the earliest craft breweries. So Sierra Nevada, Anchor, Sam Adams, I'm sure I'm missing a few. And the whole theme is like, they had to fight tooth and nail just to get a bar owner to put this weird fucking beer on. Yeah. Or they had to fight tooth and nail just to you know, get someone to put the beer on their shelf or any of these things, right? So that's really where it comes from. Yeah. And then you can even think more locally in terms of Ottawa, you know? Like, when Bose started in 2006, they had to fight tooth and nail just to get a bar owner to take this weird local beer, yeah. right? So it's really, without all those people paving the way, yeah. This probably wouldn't have been a possibility. Hmm. You know? It speaks to so. the struggle of uh, new craft beer sure. owners coming sure. up in the game and fighting against the large macro conglomerates and, yeah. like you said, fighting tooth and nail to get ahead and get their, their name out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So that's really cool. Um, we're here actually in Ottawa for the CBAs, the 2017 CBAs. Very excited to yes. be here. <laughs> and you guys are obviously involved in that. Yeah. You Do you have a, a few entries in the... Yeah, we entered a number of beers. It's funny because we entered the... Ontario Brewing Awards and the Canadian Brewing Awards in like the same week or something mm -hmm. like that and I sent different beers to different awards um, so I can't I honestly can't even remember I can remember some of the beers we entered but not all of them um, because it was quite a while ago that they were entered and judged yeah. Um, but yeah we put a lot of entries in I think uh, I was I was I was feeling good about the quality of those beers we mm -hmm. submitted um, I rolled the dice with maybe two of them and sure. the other ones I felt pretty good about so yeah, we'll so see how many you have for, do you think? Is it like, 
Like, I guess. How, do you know what? We, we don't really know how you this Oh, you guys haven't been to this. Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, all the breweries that want to enter beers. Now, there's a lot of. Lots of brewers don't like awards. Right. Lots of brewers do like awards. Yeah, yeah we I'm spoke totally, to both sides of yeah. this. Yeah, I'm cool with both. Uh, one of the reasons I like them is because I'm greatly influenced by what happened in the U.S. and I really believe that the Great American Beer Festival pushed the quality of beer forward in that country. Right. And I think if we can all get a little bit competitive, if a brewer chooses to want to do that, people are making better try beer, harder. Right? You know, the, we're the in this. Higher, well, yeah. we're in this era right now where where the consumer in Canada and, and Ontario specifically is so crazy about craft beer they just love everything they try mm-hmm. and so they try a brewery's beer and the new brewer sells out a beer and in, in a weekend and goes oh my god our beer is great this is perfect we don't have to do anything right and it's like always trying to set that bar higher is really you know what a passionate brewer is always kind of focused on right. and so for that purpose I like the idea of awards because if people can get competitive, everybody's going to elevate everybody's game and the quality of beer is always just going to improve. Right. That's kind of my, my main feeling on it. Um, I really like it for our staff. Um, sure, I write the recipes. That's yeah. great, you know, but without my brewers executing those recipes properly, it won't be a great beer. Without my staff welcoming you into the bar and making you feel like at home, we don't have a business. So yeah. I like the, the, the morale boost that staff can get from winning a couple of awards if you're lucky enough to do so. That's very cool. Yeah. How do you feel about, because um, I guess awards are essentially based around style guides, like BGCP yes. style guides. Yeah. So being that I feel like in 2017, some, you know, the whole thing, ethos of beer now is like craft beer is pushing boundaries. For sure. And, and like, ah, oh, let's make, like, that's a great example of that beer right there. Like, right. That doesn't fit into anything. No, well, so, it, hopefully or, it does because we entered it. Yeah. <laughs> it fits right in my mouth. That's why it fits. <laughs> so, like, I guess maybe I'm completely wrong. I guess this is you're sort of educating us on this. Like, how does it work for non-traditional beer styles such as uh, that one? Well, you know, there are a lot of every year. First of all, this this competition is judged according to BJCP guidelines. Um, no, that's actually not true. It's not true? It is a BJCP-sanctioned event, which means the judges get points for judging. The guidelines for this event are written by the Canadian Brewing Awards. Oh, okay. So there's some style guidelines that you would have at a judging table that may be different from a BJCP style guideline. Okay. Every year they update more and more categories. So, for example... This would fit into an American Brett beer category. Right. And so that's a wide open category. It doesn't define what that has to taste like. As long as it as long as the brewer can explain what they did and did they execute it properly. Mm -hmm. So how how do you fairly compare that? Because that's a Brett IPA, Mm -hmm. wheat IPA. Mm -hmm. Then there's like maybe a A true form, right? right, Exactly. Brett sour would have its own category. Ah, like subcategories. So that's a Brett IPA. It would only be compared against other Brett IPAs. (laughs) This one I think is American Brett ale, and so what I deciphered from that is an American ale, which generally is like pale ale, IPA, um, some of your bolder, higher alcohol, higher hop beers with Brett. There's a Belgian Brett beer category. There is a three or four sour beer categories. So although they're being judged to style, so to speak, 
Um, the categories continue to evolve to add new styles. There's session beer now. There's like field beers, all these different categories. Mm. And you're judging them against a flight of beers that are in front of you. And Blind, right? a, yeah, a good judge will probably just first of all go, okay, I got 12 beers here. Four of them are clean. Let's get rid of the other eight. Now, of these Compare four, those with each other really quickly define right. clean. Well fermented, no off flavors. Okay. You know, uh, a really good judge could just go diacetyl, move it off the table. Wow. You know. um, (laughs) Would that be Cicero and Liv or just BJCP certified? BJCP is the hardest exam I've ever written in my life. Really? Because we'll continue thinking about going for it. I went to university, which I didn't do very well because I was busy at the brew pub, I guess. Um, But yeah, it, it. I think it's a different exam now. I'm not sure. I think it's probably still very complicated. There's a ton of information that you need to understand. Mm. Um, The BJCP, I mean, it's got its place for sure. It gives some structure to understanding beer styles. But you're right. There's some very style-specific categories. Um, If you look at something like Saison, Mm -hmm. Belgian Saison, I mean, yes, there is a definition of what that should be like. But we all know... One saison is vastly different from the other. So when you're judging, you get rid of the the beers that probably have a flaw first. And then you go through and you make your own decisions on what you think the best balance is, the highest quality of beer, how it tastes, the mouthfeel, the foam, the carbonation, like all of it you're thinking about. And then after you kind of make your decisions, you'll be sitting at a table with judges, and then the discussion starts. I think this beer should be gold. I think this beer should be silver, et cetera, et cetera. Do you know how debate and argue? Do you know how many in the panel? Like, I know this is maybe outside of your knowledge. I mean, I haven't judged that in many, many years, but usually you're at a table of three or maybe four people. Oh, wow. So it's not like there's 20 guys. No. Yeah, so a handful and... They're all kind of collaborating. Is it like that's it. Is it more like, all right, and I have three of the four. Generally, there's enough yeah. people there, and you, you can, can just, just kind of agree and, yeah. or disagree. Agree and to disagree. If you disagree, then you better have a good argument for saying, hey, no, I think you're missing something here. I think this thing really shines above and the you rest. And bring it back, and we all try And then it's, yeah, and then it's like, um, then you just decide. Gold, silver, bronze, hmm. no honorable mention. But it's more like A, B, and C, like, because you don't know this is this brewery, and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah, you you get a glass with a number on it. Interesting. Yeah. And then they take it away and bring you okay. another flight. And first year I did it. I, th- I know there are many, many, many more judges now, so I don't think it's as intense as it was. But the first year I did it, I judged sixty-eight beers in a single day. Like it was. How does that go? Did you spit any out? I was about to ask that. No. No. See. So is it not like? But you. But you also there's some beers that are dreadful, unfortunately, sure. and so you don't really put those ones back. Sometimes I'd keep a glass of one of them if I really liked it and sip right, it throughout right, right. the day. <laughs> Don't do know if get, they really wanted me to do that, but... Do you get palate fatigue? Yes. Good I bet. Because, okay. yeah, we do that whenever we go on, like, beer trips. Like, this yeah. Like, IPAs so kill you. We're drinking, yeah. like, world-class beers, and they all start tasting the same. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to... Like, I need to stop for a Vermont bit. Vermont kind of ruined yeah. us. Yeah, Vermont ruined yeah. us. Too much. Yeah. It was, like, overkill. It was too blessed in one yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Days, and, like, at the end, like, everything... It was all, was like, Hill Farmstead and Alchemist, and we're, like just stop and yeah. I can't drink this anymore it's too good yeah. and I brought them home and had them later and I'm like oh my god yeah. how did I not like this as oh, much as when sure. I had right it was just oh, too many sure. at once so yeah, yeah. but okay, enough so about the CBAs let's talk more about Tooth and Nail okay. how long has Tooth and Nail been an establishment in the automobile scene uh, we opened a year and a half ago okay yeah. so you're you're fairly new on the fairly scene fairly new on yeah. the scene yeah how 
do you have any thoughts on the Ottawa beer scene? Because being like Scott lives in Toronto, I'm in Montreal. Sure. So we're both pretty familiar with those scenes. Yeah. But I feel like Ottawa keeps coming up now, and I feel like there's really something happening. There's someone there's, an explosion there's happening. For sure, and, yeah. something happening here. It's it's an exciting cool. place to be. It's exciting. Like I'll be quite frank with you. I think that the beer culture in Ottawa is lagging a little bit behind Montreal and Toronto. Um, but I think that's a massive opportunity um, because I lived in Toronto and that started to blow up. Now I'm living through this blowing up right. again and it's really, really cool. It's such an exciting place to make beer. Um, the community in Ottawa is very, very uh, supportive of all things Ottawa. Right. And, uh, you know, I think I think two breweries opened like last week. I know one did and one's opening maybe in a month. And, you know, that'll tip us over over 30 breweries within an hour drive of downtown. That's wow. crazy. Um, so it's a really exciting scene. It's a young scene. And uh, I think that um, you're going to see some really great things starting to pop up. We've got yeah. some great breweries. And. I don't know everybody yet. I mean, we moved back to Ottawa, opened the brewery, had another kid. I don't even go out at night. So, you know, we met up with all the Ottawa breweries about three or four weeks ago. And, I mean, I met half of them and didn't meet the other half because the room was too packed. But uh, super supportive community. Is it so it's not crazy close-knit yet because it's so new? I would say that's probably fairly accurate. But... There is a huge desire to become close-knit right now. Like, we're loving seeing each other out at different events and things like that. I'm, I'm getting to know other brewers better, and right. uh, everybody genuinely seems to be pretty excited to get together this, and have a pod. This event must be great for it. Having it in awesome. Ottawa, bringing everyone together. It's just awesome. Yeah. 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 Have you to know uh, explored any possibilities with anyone uh, for collabs, even if it's out of province? Out of in Ottawa? City? or yeah, Period. Well, we did about weekend. five recently, and I, I'm kind of done. <laughs> can, can you? Speak? We had your sawdust collab. We quite yeah, liked the it. dust. Yeah, dust so this dust up yeah. we brewed in December to release in May. So yeah, I guess that's when we got it. Yeah, pretty pretty long fermentation on that say, one. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, I think June third, uh, we're releasing <laughs> uh, our first ever yeah. collaboration with Great Lakes Brewery. Ooh, uh, Lackey came down here no, about three time. weeks ago okay. and. We had a good good time and, and made a really cool beer. Here yeah, here? it's in yeah. the tank over there. Hey, can you tell you guys are nice. Well. I'll uh, oh. <laughs> give us a little uh, give you a little sample. Sample? Yeah, well, it was really funny because I think Mike and I we don't know each other that well, but we're pretty much cut from the same cloth as Mike far as Great Lakes. Yeah, as far as brewing goes, and uh, I was surprised to hear that you know both of us kind of find the. New England slash Vermont slash Northeastern IPA craze to be a little bit ridiculous. Okay. And so we decided, you know, screw it. Let's make one ourselves. So we went ahead and did that. Okay. Because we're fanboys a little we're bit. Obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if it's not and, easy. And people and again, it's are trend obsessed and it's, yeah, with it. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. How do you, okay, so yeah, him more so than me, but we're we're, we're like, kind of now we're talking about it. Like we judge you, be if I look at him, it's, ah, it's not hazy. He's, he's like, like that, he that's doesn't get excited about it. Right. But I'm yeah. genuinely enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, the first thing when you told me about this beer, what did you tell me about it? Yeah. I said it, it it's was completely clear. It's, I'm like it's <laughs> so clear. Yeah, yeah. but it, just because we're not a negative thing, but it was like it was a thing we realized last night. We're like, man, we're judging beers based on the clarity or the lack thereof. That's the thing I don't get, and the other thing I don't get is. And no, no offense to you guys. No, yeah. uh, I just, I, I don't understand, because this happens all the time, and even like Sam, Sam Corbett at Sawdust is like, I get hate mail when our IPA f- 
falls too bright, you know? It's like, yeah. it's insane. The one thing that people don't really grasp is that haze carries flavor. Yeah. And yeah. that flavor is actually almost always less desirable if it's in there. So there are some theories that some of this haze can, can suspend hop oils and keep them yeah. Yeah. more Proteins in suspension. Right. Things like that, sure. But I like... I don't love filtered beer. I, I generally like bright beer because I find that the hop flavors are far cleaner, far more agreeable. The bitterness becomes a flavor as opposed to an aggression. Okay. There's less tannin and astringency. I generally just find them to be a more pleasurable drinking experience. Now, that being said, I've had some of these IPAs coming out of the Northeast that have blown my mind. I've had some that you could pitch into a fermenter and start fermenting a new beer with because... Right. I don't want to drink a cup full of yeast. Right. It's going to, like, <laughs> it's any, awful. Any, any specific I was names? Say, can you, can you call anything? Yeah, out? can you call, can like, the Not really. Yeah. Not really. Um, because I haven't had that many of them. And right. usually when they get brought to me, it's a gift from somebody. Mm-hmm. And when you, you get, get involved in running the brewery, and, and, and no, it's not, it has nothing to do with that. It's just, I pay far less attention to the brands of what I'm drinking than I used to. Okay. Uh, if something Why? blows my mind, I'll probably remember what that beer was. Why is that? Just because life is just busy. Man. <laughs> is no, and I mean, people bring us beer all the time in Good here. Magic. Thank you, everybody. We love it. <laughs> um, it's great for us to keep up on what's going on in the industry. Yeah. Um, but I honestly just don't remember a lot of what I've had. Um, I do notice there is a big difference between... You know, a, a beer that Sean Hill made or a beer that uh, um, like John Kimmick John made, made yeah. you know, versus the new school, I have to suspend as much haze in this beer as right. possible. Yep. Like, look at Hill, Hill Farmstead's IPAs are hazy, but they're like, you know, they're like right. that. They're, they're not like mud. Right? They're not yeah. mud. Yeah. And um, I've also grown to not really care so much anymore. If right. people want to brew their beer that way and it tastes good, who am I to say that that's a bad thing to do? Right. The, the craze over the hazy IPAs is weird. I mean, when you're a brewer and you, you have to occasionally check your untapped page, <laughs> it's like the most infuriating <laughs> thing. Saying, that, people are saying, oh, it needs to be hazy. Yeah. There's that stuff for those beers. There's all kinds right. of shit on untapped that is just like mind-blowingly difficult to to look at but uh, but yeah I mean you know like people saying well the beer was better when it was hazy and it's like well no it's the same beer it's just a visual it's just suspended proteins I mean it's like it's just interesting to me so Mike and I kind of I think felt the same way about those styles of beer and yet we've had some really really good ones and the thing that really fascinated me was the brewing techniques mm. for making a beer like that are so ass backwards from conventional brewing was right. And so it was a really cool challenge to try all these new processes. Now, one thing I can tell you is, is like, this is by far the most expensive beer I've ever made. Oh, for sure. Do you know? Yeah. It is like, insane. It yeah. is unsustainable. Yes. And it's and like a short shelf life. It's milk. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. That's I think it. that's part of the appeal, though. That I is. think it is. Well, I think it's part of the craze because people now understand that. Yes. And so they'll line up and rush out and do pre-orders and, and pre-sales. And also, because it's so expensive, they're not making as much because they got to get rid of it fast because yeah. it's so perishable. That's it. And people are, that's why you see like lineups out the door. That's and it. I don't think it happens too much in Canada I mean that's like Trillium well like I've said that only there's only a few breweries that, that's it yeah exactly yeah, really and the states it's huge though. there's lineups at all these breweries at Fiddlehead oh, yeah. and at 
uh, Alchemist. We don't get lineups in Ottawa too often. Well, so. not. I, I can't. People think always ask me, "Do you have a yeah. bottle limit?" I'm like, yeah. we started putting. I think one of our first like bottle releases, we put a bottle limit on it, and that beer was in house for like two and a half months. Right. Like, so, why am so I like, putting a bottle? If it's in the limit? fridge, you can That's go ahead. You're gonna pay for it. Take it. You I know. think it's more like yeah. There's one uh, brewery in Toronto that had did something intense recently. That had, yeah, like, it's the first lineup, lineup I've ever yeah, seen in seen Toronto. Before. Yeah. Well, Bellwoods used to always get lineups. That's who we're, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's no, that's nothing yeah. new. But yeah. I feel like I the milkshake specifically, because that's the other thing, like all these trendy beers, I don't know why, like I feel like, we talk about it all the time, like I feel like we bought into it because we're looking on Instagram and there's all these beers that you can sure. have access to and it's so desirable because you can't get it. Sure, sure. So then like, no one in Canada was really doing these Northeast IPAs. I feel like Sawdust did Juice and was yep. one of the first, yep. from what I understand. Yep. I think Dominion did Sunsplit. Yep. Um, and now I mean, I they're good like beers. Like, I, I hope you don't get me wrong by any means. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, so, dude, everyone's it's personal like preference. It's not like... Well, some of us guys, you know, need to get over it and realize that things come and go and trends it's, it's change. A trend, man. Like, it. I, I really think it's a legitimate pendulum swing yeah, from okay. the, the West well, Coast then there was, Right, the palate-wrecking IPA. Because that's, that's what IPA, we cared yeah. about. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, yeah, if this doesn't like blow, if I can't feel my tongue, if I can, right. can feel my tongue, I don't like it. <laughs> so now it's the opposite. Now I want it to look like and taste like orange juice. be sweet juice. orange juice, yeah. And something about it is extremely attractive and like when we when I first had juice and I was like oh, that's not what I expected like yeah. it's okay yeah. and then as I started having other ones and then I had it again like, oh this is well, great yeah, yeah, yeah. and then starting appreciating and then we went to Vermont and like nearly every beer there is hazy, is hazy yeah. Ridiculous. yeah my brewer just brought some oh, back Vermont from style, Burlington yeah, Brewing Company yeah, 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 oh BBC yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, they're like killing it right now yeah. Yeah. my boy was telling me yesterday that there's one called Foam Yes, yeah, we've been meet, said, we meant, meant to go to, go to there, Foam, like, yeah. Dude, he was telling me that he's like, Foam made this other beer. He goes, it's better than Hill Farms. It's been literally wow. every. I don't know if he was like, boosting Picking it up. There, yeah, right, right. They're, they're in like, Burlington, like right? They're down. Foam's like on the waterfront. On the waterfront in Burlington, Burlington. Yeah. We didn't get there. Oh, it's beautiful there. But, um, been? Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. yeah. Oh, in Burlington, yeah. yeah Burlington's yeah, 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 yeah. gorgeous. I love it. I've been in the summer and the winter, and it's an all, it's a four seasons type of place. You want to be there all year round. Right. That's fantastic. But it's just so interesting to see like, to us anyway, at least from like as beer fans or whatever, and we're sort of documenting our little like journey through it all, like looking at what the Americans are doing, and then on this side of the border, just the, the uptake has been yeah. a lot slower in comparison, but now I feel like it's all of a sudden starting, I feel like, I don't know, it's kind with, of doing with the this. Exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. It's going to catch up. And, and the quality is getting better and better. I mean, I'm, I'm probably too notorious for bitching about the lack of quality beer available to us in, with so many breweries available in this right, province. Yeah. Oh, um, Ontario specifically? I mean, I can speak about a lot. No, I'm just speaking Ontario yeah. in general, yeah. which is probably an unfair thing for me to say, but... Um, I can see where it came from. but I just don't like it. I know people personally who have gone out and tried X, Y, or Z's beers and been like, oh, it was so bad, I'm just going to stick to my Molson. Wow. And it's like that sucks for it's us, right? Yeah. Um, Just checking the old battery there. Okay. You guys want me to pour you a sample of this? If yeah. Do you know what? Take a yeah, break. We can do that. We yeah. Take a break. We yeah, can we'll, yeah. Grab it and bring it back. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so that makes me very happy that. Uh, oh, and this is the. Uh, you guys are doing so, Yes, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. With respect to kind of our attitude towards these beers, we kind of use the same attitude for the. Oh, that's label, the can for it. The that's label. Awesome. That's amazing. Now, is that going to be sold exclusively here? or? We're going to send kegs out to bars across Ontario, oh, nice. but the cans will only be here. That's hilarious. Hopefully, I can get Mike down here for it. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Uh, broke broke the bank for that one, right? Yeah, no yeah. problems. We'll keep ourselves busy yeah. in the meantime. So that makes me really happy that um, 
that they're doing the hazy stuff. And I, f- I feel him. Like, I feel like it's... Uh... Like, I get it's a trend. Like no, it's... he doesn't need to apologize. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Everyone has a, a taste preference, sure. right? And you and I have bought into the trends. And we don't... <laughs> and that's okay. Like, we don't own a brewery. So, we don't have the same... <clears throat> level of like okay so you know he's saying he doesn't like to or, or doesn't monitor his what he drinks whereas like i review every single right. one so i know everything i guess as a brewery owner you're more concerned about your own beer yeah, than exactly, whatever else is, things to do yeah. right and you know you have your taste profiles he's been into beer it sounds like for quite some time now i feel like you know we were talking i've, I've met a bunch of brewers from different sort of um not age groups as much who've been in the game longer and some people who've been in the game longer aren't really into the trendy stuff they kind right. of like their beer a certain ways so it's like life you, you figure out I guess, what you like I guess my thing what I expect from a, a craft brewer is to be able to make all like Make a lineup of beers that hit kind of every category. Yeah. Because I want a pilsner, like a, like a authentic Czech or German style pilsner. Yeah. Um, I also want a you know a big huge uh, IPA. Then I want something a little more laid back. I want kind of a little bit of everything. I expect that from a craft brewer because it's not you know some places make one beer, Beauty. others make a whole lineup, and exactly. I, I kind of yeah, want to sample a little bit of everything personally. A bit of it so. all. Exactly. Okay. Well, all right, so this is uh, called. Happy this is happy ale, ale. So yeah, straight from the fermenter, uncarbonated. Nice. Um, you know, we've got some haze in there. We didn't Definitely. want a milky beer by yeah. any means. Definitely. Um, yeah. I think that's about the level of haze that you find juicy. with some of those great brewers. Um, I can't believe we're talking about the level of haze right now. <laughs> Whether it's appropriate, I don't yeah, know. Sit yeah. down for a little bit. We're uh, brain feeling like an right old man right now. <laughs> cheers, Can you, guys. Yeah, cheers, cheers, yeah. Thank you. Let's uh, give it a try. That is juicy. Yeah, it's great. That's What's lovely. the ABV sitting at? Like six? Six and a half. Uh, yeah. I think it's just right for these. I do too, yeah. yeah. I tend to, I, and maybe it is because I'm getting older, but I'm always finding myself to like beers with like nice. 1% less alcohol than the other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to brew a, a, a Belgian golden ale, you know, rather than 9%, I think I prefer 8 or 7.5%, yeah. you know, and... I'm with you. It's kind of like longevity as well. Like I've blown my brains out with every high alcohol, sour, sure. hoppy, everything. Now I just like sitting down and drinking. Having a few yeah. and relaxing yeah. and enjoying. You can't have it. too many. Like and I don't know. We got we're talking about even like for your cellar. Like they're all the only things you can sell are like ten percent imperial stats or whatever. Like I'm not drinking that by myself. Like <laughs> they're sharing like three bottles. Dudes, three yeah. people, three or four people to enjoy it. So then I go all these beers are just I can see. I've only got a little fridge, but I've seen people with like. Shells and sure, stuff. Sure, sure. I think it's more comes from like you just can't consume it alone. And, I've dumped uh, a lot of beer because it just sat on the shelf too long because I can't go home and have a 750 <laughs> milliliter bottle of Imperial bourbon, bourbon yeah. barrel aged anything. You don't have a yeah. cellar? Uh, we don't really have one anymore. I, I, I have a draft one? fridge at home and uh, nice. there's something about fresh beer that's you know, you go through your ebbs and flows of your palate and your palate has its own trends. Yeah, you know, it from going and into super hoppy and, beers, yeah. and then you know, oh sours, I like sours now, and then oh no, session beers where it's at, and mm-hmm. I used to sell her tons of beer, and then I, I, you know, I kind of find, with the exception of a few beers, you know, like three years on a beer is usually when it's kind of hitting its peak that's about, for yeah, something yeah. that's sellerable, and I had stuff that we that's moved about. from Toronto, I was like eight years old, and I'd open it and be like, oh, oh god, man. it's way past it. You just can't get to it. I don't want to go home and crack open a big beer every night. Yeah, I guess it's like one of those, like, uh, we had a, a 
that someone's gotten you went to like a cellar emptying, cellar emptying party. Is that right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like, we trying, trying to like, like yeah. Really oh, my wife and I have had purged like, their yeah. cellar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I, I got to get rid of this. They're stuff. fun. Too. Come over, let's get drunk. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, let's let's get really them. drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, really, really quick too. Yeah. Uh, and as well, I feel like uh, there's an element of um, like. Excuse me, we're really new to the whole cellaring thing. We've only got both of us just a little fridge with sure. whatever. Sure. Two dozen beers in there. But like you have to have had a lot of the ones in the cellar I haven't had. So that's Right, you have to compare it. The whole idea is to, right. Like you're having a mug, yeah, I ate You have to do your verticals because it's yeah. exactly if you don't have the verticals then maybe you can't. Any beer I usually age, I buy two of. Because I want to know so what that you, tastes like fresh. Yeah. So you drink it fresh and then you pop and buy it in one there. when you're gonna pop put it. You put it and yeah. find find it a little while later. Yeah. 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 yeah I guess that's uh, yeah. part of the game. I, I had an entire, I had an entire lineup of Fuller's Vintage Ale starting from 1998. Damn! Wow. They make it every year. You have the box of that. Yeah. 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 Threw it out. I can't oh. remember. I came back from Fuller's with every vintage. Nice. Up to 2009, I think, is when I was there. Did you give them a go all at once? Or? Yeah, we just lined nice. them up with a bunch of friends and just started. I, I can't remember. It was like 90... Maybe it was 97 was the first one. There was one that was actually just completely gone in the world. And that might have been 98, okay. where you just... Couldn't it, find it anywhere. It was nowhere. Wow. So, and they had a couple of bottles left in their lab of uh, 99 and 2000 and stuff like that. And, and you drank it, I'm sorry? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Did you go young to old or old yeah. to young? No, young to old. Say young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. No, 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 no. no, no. We the other went, way around. Yeah, yeah, You sorry. had the oldest one first, 97 first? No, we went... Oh, young to old. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That makes way more sense. I think just yeah. seeing it... Did, did, See it progress over the years, yeah. Being yeah. that that's like a 20... 20 year vertical that's almost unheard of well it was no how, at the time it was probably I think it was like 12 beers or 11 beers or something that's a lot like that. how uh, was the, what was the difference was there anything like remarkable uh, there were a couple come? that were a little bit moldy unfortunately didn't, uh, didn't stand up only only one or two but the rest were all pretty remarkable yeah the oldest one was just like just syrup like in aroma but it didn't have a syrupy like it was still drinkable really? like it was still really yeah they were really fascinating they had all kinds of blue cheeses and things on the table oh, man. Was, that sounds like a party I, I want to go to hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was what, good. Um, what hops are you I was time? just about to ask yeah. that oh wow this this thing has got a lot of so uh, is there Ariana in it there is Ariana I can in taste it. Ariana huge yeah. it's the wine gums yeah no, like actually um, there's not a lot of Ariana in there, there. so what do we got um, is that a late edition Everything Aroma? Is a Everything. Edition. Every edition. Yeah. Oh, right. So we hopped in the Whirlpool. Uh, Mike brought some lupulin powder that we put oh, in the yeah. fermenter before we, still have we even some. added we yeast. We want to mess around yeah. with that. Um, what, uh, what from, kind of, do you know what kind of hop? It was Cascade. Cascade? Yeah. Cascade. Um, I that's not that common. Not anymore, yeah. It's not. It's pedestrian boring hop now. Matt from Fiddlehead <laughs> laughed and said, oh, what are we in the 90s? Yeah. yeah. I like uh, Cascade. It's still one of my favorite hops. It's a It's a classic for a reason. Yeah, exactly. You can talk. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, you can talk. Yeah. It's okay. okay. Sorry, I just, I gotta grab a bunch of cases to get labeled and stuff. I'm good to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, sorry. sorry. No, no. No, no. no, no. By all means. Thank you. We keep, um, keep this unending. Keep it cash. Live. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can, yeah, Cascade is a, a wonderful hop. Um, it is very useful. Okay. Uh, but Utility yeah. hop. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's not cool with the kids, you know. Yeah, apparently, it's not trendy anymore. Yeah, everything's cyclical, right? It's gonna yeah. So all the hops in here in various editions. There's mosaic, citra, centennial, Ariana, cascade. Uh, I'm missing. 
Uh, Azaka is beautiful. Huh? I don't know that one. Um, Azaka is uh, very, very mango peachy, Ooh. like tropical. Which lends itself very well yeah. to this style. Yeah. In this style, a lot of the brewers are using that hop in this style. Um, I think that runs the gamut. We hopped it in the whirlpool only, not in the boil. Mm. Okay. Uh, we added the lupulin powder and fermented it with the lupulin powder. Ah, we dry hopped it halfway through fermentation, towards the end of fermentation, and then hit it hard like after right before things bottling? had settled. Yeah. All right. So right now, Taking, it's, um, what tank is it in now? So tank number four. Okay. Nice. It's going serious. Not tank ten series. Sorry. <laughs> no, just four. <laughs> just the four. That's uh-huh. awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Um, Okay, thanks. Real life business out here. Um, yeah, man, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? I lost it. Yeah, so this is going to come out in... Um, I think it's coming out in a week. I think on June 3rd okay. we're... Do we have we're a name? And the, this is going to be... We're not releasing this like July. It's going to be well. Right. August, yeah. yeah, sorry guys, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> um, so it'll probably be next week and it's called the Happy Ale. Happy Ale, yeah. Um, is it something that you would ever repeat or it's like basically a one-off collab like what if it what if it pops up I would, what if it, like, I would think I'd you know I, it's hard for me to let go of I think we'll brew it again at some point like because you do things like this is like all the time we do these things it's like it's an idea yeah. and you just run with it right mm-hmm. you make however many hundred liters of it and it's like there are always things you want to go back and like, oh, just tweak, just tweak a little again. bit yeah. it's like it's part of our DNA Absolutely. Yeah. so I, I'd have a hard time thinking I would never make it again um, but that's a conversation I'd have exactly. to have with Mike because right. out of respect for oh, what he wants to do, you know. Right. Um, um, okay, that's, in- that's just interesting because I know you were saying you're not the hugest fan of them, but then you're also... It's, I'm a fan of the beers. I think the hype is weird. Yeah. The hype is totally weird. Yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. Weird. It's, it's, it's and I control. think the hype is so weird when people will look at something like this and go, oh, fuck, oh, I don't want to drink that. that. Yeah. It's too clear. Like, to me... I just, I, I almost think that people just don't even know what they're doing. Well, it, a lot of crazy. times they don't. It's, so, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's crazy. And then, you know, they, then they... Because beer's yeah. cool now, right? Like, it wasn't cool for that long. It's been cool only for the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. We're not even that deep. We were doing this since 2011. Beer's so been like, cool since... Oh, since it since it beer's always been cool yeah. let's not let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, but it's trendy now like it's the, the yeah you the know, trendy hipsters the hipsters like, yeah. and that's the thing because people blow it out of proportion I think it's been absolutely blown out of proportion but like yeah. as some people who've bought into it like like I feel almost like I can see it from the outside how ridiculous it is but oh, I but it's fun right it's fun it is because I know and if beer pass. stops being fun then we have a problem yeah. so that's why I've like you know, brewers, first of all, the first thing you're going to want, brewers are opinionated as hell. And their opinions don't That's always fair. align, but they're very, very opinionated people. Yes. We are as a, as a culture. And uh, I, I've, I've just relaxed a lot in expressing those opinions sometimes because who am I to say that the, the, the craze is, is crazy? Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's strange, but, uh, you know, so... While I, I think it's funny, you know, I, I think the beers taste great. So yeah, I, I feel like there's parallels. Like I do music as well, so we do hip hop. So right. I hear like the, the new stuff today. I'm like, what are these kids like? What is this ridiculous <laughs> stuff? But you, like, you kind of have like to Monday adapt in some sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got to give the people what they want, but also stay true to your guns, right? If you yeah, I think as a business um, focus for tooth and nail, uh, if you look at our our draft list, right? There's a lot of there are a lot of takes on traditional styles and a lot of mainstays 
but I think hey, there's a balance come. of keeping that stuff going and then playing around with the trends and playing around with the new ideas because if you're so against it, you might miss something really cool Absolutely. along the way, you know? I agree. That is an extremely brilliant point. That's yeah. what it is. And I feel like that that's kind of anything. Like, I just feel like that, say, with music stuff. Like, there is some cool you gotta stuff. You got to give it a shot. A and trash. maybe, yeah, maybe you'll find weird, something that... But then sometimes you got to, like, get the embrace old it. man out of you. Cause yeah, yeah I'm that's the same it. Embrace like, it. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, and I think that's... it's. I can relate to that from where you're coming from, being that you've been in beer a lot longer than, than these people who are all obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And you sit back and like, what is this ridiculous obsession? Chill out, this is what beer is. But sometimes you might be like, you've gone and made this. Like, the more I'm drinking this, I'm liking this even more. I'm doing that burp thing and it's like... <laughs> like, like that, the hot burps hot are the best burps. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're the best. It's yeah, true, yeah, it's true. Best. And yeah. I'm like, this is... I'm looking forward to having it's this. Great. Yeah, it's great, yeah. How much longer does this have on it? It's almost ready to go, right? It's, it's kind of ready. So, so one thing you'll notice is like, after you get into it and I'm particularly sensitive to this you get a little bit of a, a little tickle in the throat there okay and to me that's just some solid hop particulate that uh, just needs to drop settle out just down a little, a little bit more right, right, to right. create a smoother palate yeah, right. I think another five or six days and that's we're going to be packaging this on Thursday I think I, or something like that has it been announced that you guys are doing this no I wanted to make sure it was good first yeah okay yeah. <laughs> and if it wasn't you would have done it was announced that the guys came and we brewed a beer okay. yeah we haven't really gone out and promoted anything yet do you think though that this because it's this style of beer do you think it would be like lineup levels trying to get it um if there were lineups I think it would be because of the reputation that Great Lakes has. And yeah, I think you guys are... Well, I think we've got a great reputation. I think when people see that the two breweries the collab, have come right, together exactly. to do oh, something yeah. like this, that might create a buzz. But uh, Ottawa's generally, for the most part, not a lineup city, but we'll see what happens. Not yet, at least. Not yet. <laughs> you may be well, the first. Yeah, because, right. uh, like, from all our Ottawa being nerd friends, like, there's three main Ottawa breweries that get the hype, and you guys are one of the three. Right. Um, and I think that would be not out of the realm of possibilities to be having sure. a lineup to get a beer like this. I think we're uh, going to try to prepare staff for the possibility. Yeah. I think and I smart. honestly, the amount of volume you, you lose of beer in a oh brewery like this, dry hopping like this, <laughs> there's not going to be a lot of it. That's the point. You know, right. The scarcity, scarcity almost adds yeah. to the, the hype. You're going to have well, to that's a it. limit probably. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Do, do you guys uh, do any nitro taps? Yeah, we because do our stout of, on Nitro. Because these guys on Nitro, I think... I've already are, thought about putting yeah, one on Nitro. Maybe really, really cool. cool. We did our uh, double IPA on Nitro for our first anniversary party last year, and it was so cool. It's like, so good. Nitro's like, the best. You just put yeah. everything on Nitro. Yeah. You can't Mo- most things on Nitro are, are, are but <laughs> specifically... I don't know the, if that Pilsner's going to taste too good Yeah, nitro, no, I don't think so either. Do you know what, though? The same number yeah, cream ale on Nitro is, was before I really got heavy into craft beer. It was my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Not because it This was like beer two or three hundred in the three like, Well, they originated it, right? That's just the yeah. pale ale. Well, like, yeah, but I guess my point is like... Right. Yes, exactly. Oh, the pale ale, I'm not a big fan of, but... It's I, the same the beer. Cream, the cream ale. Well, because yeah. the mouth feels so different on it. Changes yeah. So we yeah. did a St. Patrick's Day last two years ago, I guess, whenever the first one when we were open, um, and we offered our stout carbonated and on nitro. Okay. And you nitro can do a little tasting flight of it, and like... 
it was like 50-50, man. People... Yeah? Yeah, yeah people were like... Mixed crowd on that? Really? My bar manager loves it carbonated, hates it nitrogenated. Yeah. I love it nitrogenated. Creamy I as you cannot can get, get it. into it carbonated. Yeah. Interesting. Carbonation brings the hops forward, for sure. Well, you want to kind of um, bring the malt forward, though, and the creaminess. It's, it's a less oh. rich experience. Yeah. I prefer to sit down with a pint of stout and really just, yeah. like... Soak it. it up and Same. chew it and yeah. all yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fun thing to do. And we'd like to, you know, I think we got another employee starting on Monday and hopefully we can play around with a little more experiments like that and just yeah. have some fun around here. And I think that's really key. It all yeah. comes down to fun. Yep. Beer oh, is man. Fun, if it's okay. not fun, just get the hell out of that's it. Right. You know, like. That's what um, Steve, we there today for the uh, Steve's um, keynote. Yeah. No, I no. missed it, Steve unfortunately. Shane, yeah. I know Steve quite well. So I'm, I'm very. Uh, you know the, the story. Well, I just you know he exactly. he's he's very um, he's an unbelievably smart guy and he really understands uh, what's important and um, I've had many conversations with him about philosophies and values and you know I used to I worked for those guys for a year. Steve offered me a job while I was putting this place together. Nice. And. Um, yeah, a lot of shared values and and yeah. So unfortunately, I had to miss it, but uh, because he said the exact same thing you just said. Actually. Yeah, exactly. That's why I thought you were saying it. Oh, is that it's right? Like if you can't have fun in it, like we're in beer, guys. If you can't have fun, oh, in yeah. you're in the, yeah. in the wrong. Oh industry. yeah, and those guys, like I mean, I have some of my best friends are like brewers of Bose, you know, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's it's they're awesome people, and oh, cool. um, it shows in their beer. They make great beer too. For so, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like For that. Sure. Like, I wasn't sure how much they got considered an Ottawa brewery because they're in Vancouver, which is like an hour away or whatever. <sighs> yeah, I mean, they're yeah, they're Same. pretty much an Ottawa brewery. I mean, I'm, they're pretty much the place. Ottawa brewery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's great now because, like I said, the tooth and nail idea. Like, they have really paved the way for a what lot of us to have. just open our doors and people come. Yeah. You know, we, we, were, we opened at a very great time at tooth and nail. We literally just, like put out an announcement one day hey we're a new brewery opening tonight and like people, people showed up, up. So. You're, you're kind of in an interesting area we thought we were driving down this residential street and we're yeah. like it's like coming up on the right hand side we're, we're like, like this house and we're going like we got someone's house yeah but it's kind of like, it, yeah. it, it, there's like a community feeling about it like I and that's like really important to us yeah. and, and the community it's not even a community feeling it's like we like I would much rather be known as the neighborhood brewery as opposed to the world's brewery you know what i mean and this neighborhood is a, a fantastic neighborhood to support this kind of a, a a business i mean it's not easy to open a brewery on a residential street absolutely uh, i probably won't sure get into that too much but it is <laughs> i'm not, sure there were some uh, yeah yeah exactly. not not so easy and uh and we're fortunate enough that most people um have embraced us and uh you know you're always gonna have your municipal issues uh, <laughs> Yeah. Roadblocks. Road requests. We'll call them requests. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can, yeah. It's kind of BS, but yeah, we'll call uh, them requests. <laughs> what, um, so you're saying you'd rather be the neighborhood brewery than the world's brewery. Why is that? Because I think people should travel to beer. Beer is not something that should travel amazing, to people. Right? You know, it enhances your life. You go anywhere you go visit, you got seven, eight breweries in some town to go visit. It makes your trip better. You take some home, you That's drink so it. This is... You're preaching to the choir. This is you know, what we if like. if I take this beer, that. say I take Vim and Vigor, right? Which I think is a really nice pilsner. I'm very proud of the beer. And if I wasn't the owner, I would probably have some owner as like, oh my God, that beer got you so much praise. Let's just start shipping it to Korea and fucking, yeah. you know, Europe and all this. Right. And then what happens? 
that beer goes into a store and sits there and someone tastes it off a boat for two months and it just tastes Temperature crap. fluctuating all over the place. Right, yeah. so well, I, I don't... So it's more of a... A business has to grow to survive, but I don't need to conquer the world. Right. We talked about this last night when we met, actually. Uh, we accidentally met. You probably right. don't remember. I do remember. <laughs> I do remember. Because yeah. Sam didn't say, he's like, oh, do you know Craig? I'm like, I didn't know who you guys were either. I didn't right. see your uh, business partner's shirt. I had the tooth and nail. Right, right. And then we just figured out who we were. I'm like, oh, shit, oh, we'll tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we start, just before we realized who we were, um, you and Sam were just saying, Sam's like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, and you a business say, owner. I'm yes. a small business owner. Yeah. And there is a very clear distinction between too. Oh, I really think so. And you know, uh, I don't come up with innovations and ideas to solve problems. I make beer and I host people into my brewery to have a good time. That's yep. a business owner. Yeah. You know, there's some entrepreneurial things that we always have to think about and maybe a new idea for a new party or a new beer label or things like that. But overall, the entrepreneur, to me is defined by that mentality of, hey, there's there's a hole there, and I'm going to find that thing to fill that hole, yeah. and that's going to make me a million dollars. Right. Um, so you're satisfied in the way that this is growing? I feel like you guys are very young. Uh, yeah, I'm very satisfied. We're actually very, very careful with the decisions we make for growth. Okay. And uh, I think it's more beneficial to grow slowly and make sure that we don't screw this okay. up. And... Um, really just 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 keep our eye on the prize and that prize is making the best damn beer that we can and there are decisions you can make for growth that would sacrifice the quality of that beer and if we do that we've now totally tarnished the brand that we've worked so hard to develop and so we don't have a lot of extra beer to go around we get calls from bars wanting our beer and, and it sucks to say no but you can't scale uh, you know this is this this is this is the the brew pub and the store that's our home and that's that's where we're going to hopefully be successful enough that we can reinvest some money for some more tanks and things like that but there's nothing wrong with owning and operating a small business absolutely I agree you know that's self-sustaining and sure Pays and the if bills and you're happy. our number one goal is to be an institution in the city of Ottawa in the neighborhood of Hindenburg that people can depend on coming to and and know the quality of the experience that they're going to get. Right. When I started thinking about a bigger picture and shipping beer to Korea and stuff like that, all that just goes out the window. Yeah. And it's like, well, that wasn't the vision. That wasn't the passion that we put into this place from the beginning. Right. And so now I've sacrificed my own values. I've sacrificed my staff's ability to be proud of what they're doing, you know? I've sacrificed everything I set out to do. So I'm not saying that other people's business models are wrong. I'm saying this is the business model for us, and it will hopefully allow us after a couple of years to start getting our life back a little bit and raise our children and yeah. enjoy the city and, and all that stuff. So scaling is on the cards, but slowly and carefully. Calculated. There you go. Yeah. How do you feel about this statement, if... if they brew it, they will, if you brew it, they will come. If you brew it well, they will come. If you brew it well, oh, well they, they will come. come. That's uh, that's the only correction you, I would make. You agree with that? Would you say? Yeah. I think this is an interesting yeah. question. I think, I think right now, in this day and age, yes. Um, I don't like the term craft beer. I like the term Indi- beer. Or independent um, beer. I've heard independent beer as the... That's, that's the, I mean, that's that's the indie new beer, thing that people whatever. are talking yeah, about. Yeah, slap a label on it. Indi- I like indie beer, yeah. Yeah, I just like beer. Beer works too, <laughs> um, yeah. 
you know, and, and there are different, you, you there are different levels with, of quality uh, of beer and different right. mentalities of how that beer is made. But right now there's, there's quite a craze going on and the craze has been going on for a little while. And, you know, young kids are not starting with a stolen six pack of Budweiser. They're starting with a craft beer. So they don't, they're not you even lucky tasting little brats, that stuff. They have no idea what they're... That's right. No and clue. so I think that soon the craze may calm down a little bit. Right. Um, but, like, think about it. I used to drink while I was Walcott Drive I was talking about, right? And once you get a taste for something good, you never go back. Ever. Ever. That's what ever. I'm saying. Ever. Nobody goes back. And that back. applies to everything. Absolutely. And so soon it'll Music just be, and wine, everything. Soon in this world, I think it'll just be just... There's lots of cool beer out they there. They won't even won't call be... it craft beer anymore. No. It'll just be... Do you It'll be beer? something that people do to enjoy their life, to get a better yeah. quality of life, to better quality of travel, yeah. all that stuff. Do you think like the big guys will like die off then? <laughs> no. They Never. They're scrupulous sons of bitches, and yeah, there's yeah, no right. way they will... No. 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 And there's... I mean, there is a place for their product, so they'll never lose that. But... Um, you know, it's it's hard for me to go to a hockey game and have a can of cream or because you know, I just gave money to somebody who is actively pursuing to destroy what I love to do for a living. A twenty dollar can of cream or that's, you, so that changes insane. the game. Yeah. yeah, so so that stuff's a little bit disheartening. You know, yeah. that's another reason to stay small and just keep your head down make good beer have people come visit you try it out give you a high five and hopefully they had a good night you know yeah I feel like that's kind of what what beer is about really mm-hmm. like, and that's what I, like even if you see something like the Alchemist in Vermont which you know, has crazy lineups all the time and stuff and like why are you getting bigger like I just feel like they like, no this is really as big as we kind of want to go they want a quality of life for them and their employees right yeah. like they could they could grow huge absolutely but but then, you know, like we had talked, my wife and I talked about the possibility of opening a production brewery because some business people would claim like, hey, if you're hot right now, like feed off of that and go through your growth right. phase. And she was just like, we'll end up in a friggin' divorce. Like it is so much Too work, much. right? As and it is with what you have. Right? As it is. And then you're going to throw building like a $3 million production facility. And money on and time and effort. And get more investors who can tell us more of what to do with what we want to do. And it's just, I was like, forget it. You yeah. know, maybe in five years or something, if it makes sense. But we like our, our, our team of owners right now and would prefer to keep that without getting inside outside investment if possible. Right. And if we had to get outside investment, they have to be the best people, the biggest beer fans. Yeah. You know, I'm not just gonna take a bunch of cash from somebody who's looking to make a buck. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be one of us, yep. you know? It makes no sense otherwise. No. We were actually talking about this earlier. There's a difference between like, you know, the breweries who are selling to if you sell to A B they are actively, like you said, trying to crush craft beer. But if you sell to a private investor or to some other company, there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I find myself it. changing opinions all the time on that. Yeah. I change my opinions in my mind all the time. It's just kind of hard. Well, it's, it's not easy for my staff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, man, they're just the devil. Like, it's just, you know, even <laughs> Lagunitas selling Gen- to Heineken, so, I'm almost even okay with that but like but don't sell the AB about yeah like, I agree 
Heineken, this is what I was telling Scotty earlier, I read an article about that and they were saying that Heineken isn't actively trying to change legislation in places to crush craft beer, right. to crush small businesses. Right. Heineken are a large macro brand, right, cool. But they're absorbing like, the smaller... Yeah, like I, I'm not, you're right though, like I'm feeling the same, like I'm not in love with the idea, but I'm not like angry about it. It doesn't make it. me crazy. You know what, yeah. you're actually a, a great person to ask this. So, all right, you've put your everything into this business, like yeah. money, time, energy, family, heart, soul, all that stuff. But if someone came along with that check, yeah, here's that a $10 million millions. check, and they're like, you can be, live good, generation yeah, that's I mean, down. I mean, I you think- can't speak to what you would do until you're in that place. Position, exactly. Like selling to- I mean, I can, I, can, like, I can speak to that immediately, and that, uh, you know, I, I consider myself to just having started my career. Right. So even Last if the ten million dollar check came along, I'd be like, "Well, what the hell am I going to do now?" Yeah. yeah. I want to. I want to see this thing go. I want it. I want it to be. It's your child. Everything. You're trying to, right? It is. It is. Yeah. It is my third child. Yeah. Right. And and so I don't think I would take that money, but I understand when people sell a portion or all of their business um if you take for example tony mcgee of, of lagunitas right like and, and it's i don't know him i've never met him um he seems like a fairly volatile individual in certain ways and, and an unbelievably creative individual and in others um let's not forget that that guy worked his balls off yeah. for 26 yeah. hours a day seven days a week for 20 years yeah right at the end of that, if he wants to take his paycheck, then well, yeah, you know, like busts his balls. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it it is a controversial topic for sure. Um, I try not to judge too harshly, uh, but when you sell to AB and Bev with their mandate, uh, I feel as though I can judge. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah, um, it's it's really wicked weed. Yeah, it's the newest. Well, the wicked weed thing is interesting because I think it just got to that point where. Not because of the brewery that it was. I think the next brewery to have sold to AB and Bev was going to take the same shit that they did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just like, what did you think was going to happen? Hundred percent. Yeah. Does it stop? No, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, exactly. What do you think was going to happen? Like, I'm going to run to the washroom. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Like, they need, like, you know, people of course are going to revolt, but like. I just feel like there's such a fine line between cashing in and getting what you're owed versus selling out to the devil. They're the devil. AB well, are the devil. they're the devil. And I mean, how, I mean, how long has Wicked Weed been going? Like four years, four, four and a half years or something? It's like, well, what? But you see the level of I just don't understand it. I don't understand no. it. And, and I, I, I think it's... The only thing that upsets me about the particular Wicked Weed thing is it really was just kind of a slap in the face yeah. to a lot of breweries I, I uh, I'm that. sure they were friends with a lot of those breweries did you see the responses on the oh yeah Chester King and um, yeah. Rare Barrel yeah with the drain pour picture no like, I didn't see so that so Rare just had the Rare, the Rare Barrel Wicked Weed collab bottle like on a drain like this and just sitting on top of it and the, the liquid pouring out of the bottle into the drain. Yeah, I wonder how much of that was like, marketing. <laughs> probably much, you know, like you, know, you can't blame them. But the point was that they were like, look, we're cool with you guys. Like we still, we're friends, but like we can't support you. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't, people who say we're still friends, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it actually. I don't buy it. 
I was thinking the same. I was like, how can you really be friends with these people that you are so publicly bashing? I think that the, that deal, and, and I don't want to keep talking about it because no, it's just this. It's that, negative. No, it's, it's not even that. It's just that this whole situation, not just Wicked Weed, but the whole brewery. Buyouts. Yeah, it's just becoming a little too, too much talked about. Yeah, you think it's uh, like overkill or like... No, I think it's or? just I'm tired of hearing about it. Right. You know, I'm tired of being frustrated about it and uh, and and really just kind of want to focus on what I'm doing. And But I, I do think that that uh, was probably the biggest um, sense of betrayal that we've seen in the brewing industry so far. Yes. You know? That one did feel like it. It felt like betrayal for like sure. Weird, yeah. yeah. I don't know why specifically, but yeah, it did. Yeah, you're right. It's it's negative stuff, but it's just very interesting to It is to interesting. See. I like watching it. I like being a fly on the wall. I like this industry is fascinating for all the negative and all the positive and everything in between. There is never a dull moment in the beer industry and it's really fun to watch it grow and develop and maybe decline one day a little bit. We don't really know where it's going to go, but uh, I don't think there's... A lot of people don't pay attention, but I don't think we've gone through something in society quite like what's going on with the craft beer industry right now. In what sense? In the sense of, of it, like, it's absolutely fascinating. Point to any industry that you can think of Aside from maybe just the rapid technological growth in the tech industry, there's really nothing as fascinating as the growth of this industry, uh, trying to sustain it, what's happening as a result. You know, the last 20 years of beer in the world is, is like, it's so cool. It's really it's cool. So un- it's so, it's fascinating. And so just the, the nuances, like, my, my, do you guys want another that. beer? Yeah, I absolutely will have another beer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just to finish off. You could so there's the list there. I know we just this one really intrigued me. Discretion. Yeah, I think you should have. I think I should have that. Yeah. So it's a it's a Belgian table beer, dried fruit, berries, and botanicals. Three point five percent. I'll have one of those too. I'll have that too. Make it three Three of them, please. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Do you think that? I guess all this change has to do with uh, the little guy taking a piece from the big guy and the big guy not liking it too much. Well, think about what that piece is. If you take 1% of whatever their billions of dollars of revenue are in here, that's a chunk of change. Right. Right? So, yeah, for sure. And the thing is, is that they still haven't figured it out. And so what did they do? They just decided to start buying up craft breweries because they haven't figured it out. And what they haven't figured out is how to connect with the beer drinker. Right, the, the big guys. They're in, yeah, their entire, everything we've ever known about them. There's never been a connection. No. They've sold sex. They've sold, you know, all kinds anything of... Anything that sells. Anything that, you know, and God, I got to be honest with you. I love beer commercials. I think they're creative and fun and cool. Yeah. And, and I like them less now than I used to. Um, but But they've never... Why, why did small independent brewers get a following? Because we talk to guys like you. Yeah. This is our it's marketing. A exactly. This, it's, yeah. it's, it's a real story, but it's a, it's more so it's a real conversation. Yeah. Real people. Real conversation. Re- right. And the, every time I see the big guys try to come up with this new craft division or this new whatever, it's just like you're failing to understand what made this successful in the first place. And even still to today, they can't figure it out. So what are they going to do? They're going to throw 
half a billion dollars at some craft brewery, give them an offer they can't refuse so they can take that and then either destroy it or spread it everywhere. And, you know, one of the reasons we don't currently sell beer in a beer store in LCBO is like, yeah, I, I don't run the risk of someone taking my beer off the shelf. Right. Because it's just in my you beer store. You know? Right. I was going to actually ask you. So, so you're no shaking the gift of stuff no. over the kids? No. 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 Strictly, you're going to come here to get We it. have some uh, select accounts it's that we work with for yeah, draft beer. Staff, and that's, that's, that's about punch it. Just that's for for TCMO. Thank you, man. Uh, what? What's the reaction? Oh, oh, Why? oh. Want suck- everyone wants Sucker Punch? No, I don't pay attention. <laughs> so double IPAs are still cool, I guess. Apparently, yeah. yeah. And what was this one? This looks this awesome. Table beer, right? So this yeah. is called Discretion. It is a Belgian table beer. It's 3.5% alcohol. Uh, it is fermented with a Saison yeast, and it's brewed with... Strawberries, blueberries, cranberries, cherries, and black currants, papaya, pineapple, apples, oh raisins. God. Give me a sec. I gotta remember this. Uh, apples, raisins, uh, dried orange peel, hibiscus, rose hips, and lemon verbena. Trail mix. Yeah, trail trail mix. <laughs> Exotic trail mix. God this looks man. amazing. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers gentlemen. Cheers, guys. Cheers. And it is three point five right now. So, oh, just Holy really for the summer, it's our, this is our, our big summer seasonal. Bam. Oh, this is fantastic. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, give me that list again after. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Man, that is crazy. Yeah, so it was a fun idea. Um, Inspired from a cup of tea I had. I always wanted to do a table beer, but sometimes... It tastes it can, like an herbal tea. Like it's... Yeah. But you still get the raisins. Still, like, there's almost like that dark Belgian quality you, to you it. But then get, there's a bright. This we did it uh, three or four batches last year. I can't remember. And we rethought the process of the how we were adding the flowers and fruit. And uh, nice. this year we managed to pull it off. Where I think I, I think I can taste every ingredient. There were ingredients last year I thought I'd pull out of it because I couldn't really get the ingredient. And I thought, well, let's just leave it alone. What happens if I pull it out and it changes the beer entirely? Yeah. Um, but it'll be left alone. Do you any, is there like a biscuit malt in there too? There's almost like a biscuit it's, malt. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Pilsner malt and wheat. Okay. Uh, there's flaked wheat the, in yeah, there. Yeah, the yeah. Pilsner malt. Yeah. That's really cool, man. It, it's crazy because there's that balance between kind of the, the sweet, summer, fruity, and the berry. But then you have the the kind of the darker Belgian quality and like the banana and that All the, of it, it's yeah. like the balance is really cool and it finishes super dry and at three point five percent it's yeah. uh, I almost wouldn't expect that I'm yeah I don't drink like, water anymore no no you don't need to right <laughs> this is uh, the perfect little summer treat yeah we're pretty happy with it and it's uh, it's it's a big uh, it's a big hit around here yeah so I like your your whole list kind of goes from lowest AVB to highest AVB. that's just how we AVB, write our yeah. menus yeah um, I mean there's some beers on here that we've been saving for the event so you know the, the bourbon barrel aged stout is gone now they just ran out yep. of truce is still on uh, I think Invigorator's still on sustenance maybe I know that a couple of these have, we've run out of we just uh, reserve some special kegs of them so you're always switching it up and, and, and yeah, mixing I mean, it up and trying to keep it fresh and new and yeah it's just beers come and go and some yeah. stay and uh, then they return later and uh there's an evolution to a degree, or at least a rotation, but none of it's actually by design. I know that we need vim and vigor and tenacity on as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, 
solo mission yeah i mean we were we didn't have a solo mission for like two months and mm. i thought people were gonna burn the place down is that one of your kind of mainstay like one of your flagship beers the solo mission not really it's it's kind of a customer favorite because okay. it's always a beer education or do, do you for have a, a flagship beer that's like is your pilsner your 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 vim and vigor is that kind of is there something that's always on the menu that like tenacity is probably the beer we sell the most of and okay. vim and vigor is probably the beer that we're known best for right okay um Rabble Rouser, our IPA, we haven't had on in a while. Like I couldn't get the hops I needed for mm-hmm. a little, a short while. Um, it'll come back maybe in about a week and a half. Um, but there's, there's always, it's kind of nice having a brew pub in one sense because if you run out of a brand, it's not the end of the world. There's still a number of other brands to right. to, to go for. We really, this is not our current menu, as I said. Uh, we really uh, made a, a conscious effort to change the menu for the summer. And we're brewing uh, like stamina or hoppy Belgian session ale. It's four and a half percent. We have four and a half percent session IPA in the tank. We have a three and a half percent Belgian table beer. Uh, can't even remember them all, but more refreshing, lower alcohol. They change for the seasons because people don't want to drink. Well, there's all of that. Imperial stouts all. Well, there's that, and and it's nice to have them on still every once in a while. But uh, production is crazy in the summer. And so if I can keep those aging times to a minimum, we can keep up with the beer production. And it happens for the most part, lower alcohol beers will require a little bit less aging. Um, We don't skimp on our aging here. Uh, It's very, very strict if the beer's not ready. Like Happy Ale was brewed for this weekend and we couldn't release it because I said it's just not ready yet. And And Mike totally agreed with me and said, I trust you with it, it. let's not rush it. Also, he didn't get to try it, of course, because he's not here. Oh, he's going to be pissed. I was like, (laughs) I think half the brewers here tried it yesterday and he's not around. He hasn't even had it yet. He didn't come down? No. Cheeky. Um, We have this uh, section of the podcast called the lightning round. Okay. Uh, Scott likes to call it the molasses round. All right. It's, well, it's, supposed, we, it's, really it's rapid fire questions, but we end up just discussing the questions in detail for like 20 minutes each. So right. 45. you take, right. you use your own just, discretion. If you want to just be like, bang, 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 you can do it like that, or we can talk about it and discuss yeah, let's each go question bang, individually. Let's see what yeah, happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So guilty. Maybe I need a strong beer for yeah, this yeah. just to get myself all <laughs> witty. Ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So first one is, what's your guilty pleasure beer? So a beer that you would be perhaps uh, embarrassed to admit to us that you enjoy. When I say us, I mean the fellow beer nerds. Mm. Think about it. I'll give you an example. Scotch. Uh, Labatt 50. And I like Corona. <laughs> I'm a little mad about it. I'll I don't really beer. have one. And, yeah. I, and I'm not actually joking. Um, you only like drink you. good beer. I don't really. That's I don't they, really have one. So like, that's a shit. shit. I don't like no, that answer. You, you, but don't, I don't, you don't. You don't have to have an answer. Yeah, have to have an answer. I work for. A, uh, I won't say his name. I work for a, a, a really well uh, respected, well known brewer um, in the U.S. During an apprenticeship I did. Okay. And his guilty pleasure was Mickey's. Oh, the little stubby bottle with the great yeah. big whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember because I, I was really like mouth. really stoked to go work for this guy and like. I'd, Followed his beers and everything for a while. I walked into his office the first yeah, day there, and there's like a two for a Mickey's sitting there. Did that change your decision? Yeah. Did you not work for him because? Of that? Yeah, no, yeah. no. I was, I was like, hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll answer this. Give me one. Um, of all of the big breweries' beers, Budweiser I think is the best brewed beer. 
Now, the reason I say that is because I went to a Jays game one time and I tried every beer they had there, and Budweiser was by far the best. Out of all the other trash. Yeah. That used to be. And they were all shit. Oh, of course. Just just kind of a waste of time. At the Rogers Center now, there actually is, they have craft beer fridges of local Ontario craft beer. You can get Tall Boys. Um, wow, of course that's they, a big deal. A huge change. Like, that's a big deal. Is it like, I think there's only one of them there. I remember seeing it, and they have some ciders and some craft beers, and I'm like, wow, this isn't like, I don't remember specifically, but it wasn't Budweiser Canadian, Labatt Oh, so even Goose like, Island, right? Yeah, probably. Well, Goose Island they have on tap as well. They have Honkers Ale on the IPA different. there, which is always a better option that's than too bad that beer some got of the wrecked. other. Yep. Yeah, that's a whole other Agreed. conversation, which we shall avoid. Probably yeah. shouldn't be brewed in mm-hmm. London. That's <laughs> From what, England? London, England? Ontario. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. They grew it there? Yeah. Okay, okay. We'll talk about that later. No, let's not. <laughs> we won't talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Beer you would decline under any circumstances. So if you went to like, a Like, hey, here's a delicious... Coors Light. Thank you. Uh, that's one of the most common. Mine's yeah. PBR. I fucking hate PBR. <laughs> Every fiber might be a piece of shit ass beer. It's funny because yeah. my... I, I think is, I'd say... It's awful. Yeah. But uh, Corona, cool, your, guilty, your guilty pleasure beer is your is like decline beer under any circumstance. I hate Corona. That's, <laughs> that's fair. That's why this is an interesting conversation. Yeah. Okay, good one. Favorite beer style overall. When I say like it's favorite, like if you had a like usually that ends up being go to. So I would say mine's a hazy IPA. I'm a trend popping ass little hipster <laughs> fucking piece of shit. I am. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest. Yeah, at least you know hey, yourself. I know myself. Self awareness <laughs> is key. Uh, favorite beer style go to all the time. If I had one style, I could only drink Pilsner. Like, Pilsner. Pilsner. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I feel like? I That's feel also like a popular answer. Everyone keeps saying yeah. it and it's blowing our minds. Yeah. Pilsner's a brewer's beer. It is. Yeah. It's it a very sense. tricky beer to pull finicky, off. Exactly. It's very. Yeah. Pale ale is is close. You can judge a brewery by its pale ale pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but Pilsner is the the one that's, and and I just think they're a, a well brewed Pilsner is going to satisfy everything you're looking Agreed. for when when you need it. You that's know? a great point. That is a good point. And the polar opposite, least favorite, cream ale. No. Ooh. Ooh, that was it. No, that wait. Was, that was a gut instinct. Pumpkin ale, cream ale, and cold. We ain't no pumpkins. We ain't no pumpkins. That's what the last one we did. To, uh, <coughs> we did uh, Bellwoods. Oh, I got a buddy. He who, said so quickly, pumpkin, pumpkin ale. Oh yeah, we we. I have a friend of mine who we were us. laughing that when I would open a brewery, I would I would brew an imperial pumpkin cream cold. <laughs> every beer style I in the one. I brewed. I, I mean, I res, I respect I respect Kolsch. Right. Uh, cream ale, I don't. Respect pumpkin bale, I think, is garbage. <laughs> I love that. I disagree wholeheartedly. I as that's well, but that's, what's, love. Yeah. that's the beauty that's the of the beer, right? right? We're not. Cheers, yeah, brother. cheers. Can that's I cheers right. to that? Yes, please, please. Cheers. That's, but but that's what's fun about right. beer, right? Exactly. Yeah, it is. I don't judge anybody uh, for liking a beer style except the pumpkin people, but other than that. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm, I'm enjoying that these, these are all. Um, uh, the, the common trends are coming. All the brewers are kind of saying the same thing. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. To, it's cool to see. We live and breathe and and eat and, and sleep and shit this stuff every day. Right. So I think that so you're when the ones you, to, to to look to for these. Uh, well, no, I don't think that. But I think we're all going to be like minded because we yeah. go through this. This is our livelihood. Agreed. Right? So I think you'll find a lot of common answers there. Yeah. Um, for those reasons, probably. That makes really uh, a lot of sense. Uh, desert Island beer. So this is probably Orval. 
Yes. See, there's the like, there's the lightning yeah. round coming. That's out. what I see. Uh, be a trend prediction. So we've talked about trends clearly now. I feel like there's a sour goza kind of uh, trend as well on top of the hazy IPAs. What do you uh, think might be next? Four percent beers. Sessions. Yeah. Again, what the last couple of brewers have said to I us. Thought as the other well. one people yeah. say sessions, or they say uh, back to the lagers and pilsners. Well, I kind of, well I kind of link, I kind of group them together. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. So it's like once again, uh, loggers are definitely <laughs> making a massive resurgence. Craft loggers, uh, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Hopefully people make them well, because when they're not well-made, they taste like farts. Absolutely. Yes. So, uh, dirty donkey like, farts. Yeah. Dirty, filthy, ugh. Buttery, buttery, buttery dirty farts. donkey farts. <laughs> little the asshole. Uh, favorite up-and-coming brewery? Like maybe there's like some newer guys. This can literally be anywhere in the world. It doesn't have to be Ottawa or anywhere. Like, is there any Up-and-coming like, or just... What was his favorite brewery, period? Why not? Because uh, that kind of goes into the next couple of... Uh, no. Stick with that. Whatever. Whether it's his favorite period, whether it's up and coming or whether it's like. Craig. Um, a tough question. Uh, you know, like uh, like Deranka and De La Seine in Belgium, uh, and the younger Belgian breweries, uh, really, really kind of taking that whole big alcoholic Belgian mess and shaking it upside down and making some really dry, amazing hoppy beers. Is there a craft scene in Belgium? Because I feel like there... Yeah, I haven't been over there in a while, um, but there there is a resurgence of of some people who are kind of revolting against the the larger, bigger Belgian ales and and just making really well-crafted, creative, fun things, you know? I like that. Um, Perfect. That's a great answer, actually. Um, favorite beer city, destination, or country? So we were talking before about traveling for beer. Is this okay? Favorite uh, beer city, uh, and I haven't. You know, I'm probably biased because I spent a lot of time there. But San Diego, <coughs> oh, huge uh, destination. The best place I ever enjoyed a beer was at the Stone World Bistro and Gardens in San Diego. Yeah, is that really? Well, because you go out there and it's like there's like a full acre with avocado trees and like like streams and stuff. You just get a beer from the bar and walk out into this wicked, beautiful field and park and have a beer. It's like it's like it was. It's very liberating. It's very like uh, it just feels really good to have a beer there. Okay, I like that a lot. And then uh, what was the other one? The other one was country. Country, Belgium. Belgium. I feel like you were gonna say that. I'm I'm moving. We're, Slowly we're towards way. Germany, we're but, yeah, yeah. We'll get uh, but I haven't visited Germany yet. Yeah. It's on the uh, docket for this year, I'm hoping, but we'll Hell see. Yeah. Yeah. Is there an underrated style brewery city or country that uh, do you feel that isn't getting its due? Who doesn't get their respect? props? Either whatever it is, maybe it's a particular brewery. Underrated style? Yeah. Yes. I would just go right back to Pilsner again. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, it feels weird saying that with us making one, but I do feel that way. Yeah. Uh, destination, underrated destination, my back deck. Uh, <laughs> underrated kids, country. Um, I would almost say Australia, because I went back recently. Say Eng- yeah, dude, England, 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 England is on top to yeah. mine. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know much about Australian beer. I, I mean, aside from what I read in you know the, the magazines and things like that, but yeah. I haven't had any. It's a little behind um, where we are, but it's uh, getting up there. Right. Yeah, I was right. impressed. Yeah, I think I think England kind of takes it a little, a little bit hard. Oh, you yeah, know, it's sure. you go and drink a cascale in England in a good pub, and oh, it is a, it's a revolutionary experience, experience for sure. Yeah. 
and they yeah. got some good ones. I think um, the yeah. Cloud Water, I believe, is the one that's like popping right now. Man, yeah. if it doesn't yeah. have haze, you're not in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> they named their brewery after, after the goddamn yeah. haze. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> I've Hopefully heard the trend doesn't uh, go away. Never yeah. thought about that. Uh, you really hit me now. Cloud Water, new shit. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I've heard great things. Yeah. Okay. So but, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. If, if you could ever go and have a Timothy Taylor landlord on cask, it will change your life. Yeah? Yeah. I'm ready for it. That's good. Um, best beer you ever drank in your life, speaking of that. Best beer there is, there ever. Is, there's no answer Was to that there, question. So the one answer, I agree. I feel like the most the, fascinating beer I ever had in my life. That could be, yeah. This is a story, not a word. Okay. Break it down. Uh, when I spent a week working at Cantillon in Belgium, uh, the brewmaster there, Jean Van Roy, who's uh, probably sparked a passion in me that I never even knew I had, um, asked me if I wanted to try a uh, 30-year-old Cantillon goose. And I was Ooh, like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, in, you know, sure. like, I'm cool, let's I do this. I, guess, I don't know. And so he went down into the basement. The, the building's a really fascinating building. And down in the basement and, and all the way kind of towards the back, there was like a hole in the wall. And he, it's like this cavern cellar. It's really, really cool. And he pulled out this bottle. And it took him probably 15 minutes to open it because the cork was just... Like, fucked up. Just shredding, shredding all over yeah. the place. And then he poured it. We gave it cheers. And he goes... I'm really sorry, Matt. And he goes, I promised you a 30-year-old bottle. This one's 29 years old. <laughs> and I go, what are you talking about? And he said that his father, and I think it was his father-in-law, or no, his father, his father, yes, um, used to use saccharine to, like, carbonate the beer or whatever. I didn't really understand the yeah. process at that time very well. And uh, he said, and so that leaves this little residual sweetness on your lips. And he, and he said, it, he and, tell. and he goes, I know that 30 years ago we changed that process and it doesn't do the same thing anymore. Wow. And I'm like, my jaw was on the ground. I was like, are you killing me? Yeah. But that beer itself was, uh, it was, it was, that was the best glass of beer I've ever had. Wow. It was the refined nature of it. It was pulling out these flavors and it was just like, like there's some beers you have and sometimes I get it from like True to Diablo's beers and, and some other mm. people's beers okay. where there's a purity of taste that most other beers don't have. It's almost like you're drinking a refreshing glass of water that's got all of the beer flavors in it that you like because it's so pure. Mm. And that beer was pure. It was wow. like it's really... I'll never forget it. You so, brought wow. me there. I felt, I felt yeah. like I was right there tasting there's, there's it. There's your answer. That's crazy. That's, a, that's beyond you. Exactly beyond, the absolutely. We, um, we always say, I don't know if this is the same as kind of the first one, like death row beer, like last beer you ever you had. You get one. You get one Last one. Beer. Or a vowel. Or a vowel. Yeah, yeah. So it's it often can the same be. as the it, can, it can often be. And then uh, is there a favorite style to brew? Uh... That's a good question. Um, so maybe was it was it fun to do that New England IPA, or was it more tedious? Than that was probably the most fun beer I've I've made because and it like I've heard it's just like more hops. I'm adding more hops. Like, yeah. yeah. How much is this costing me right now? <laughs> I think it was the most Dulles fun because, like I said earlier, it, the processes involved um, are so ass backwards to everything else you you kind of learn and right. so it was really cool to take that leap and really cool to 
try these things out and luckily it worked out because I didn't really want to put the beer down the drain but uh, it's, yeah. it that was that was cool that was fun um, I could see myself kind of getting interested and in, in maybe pushing the envelope a little further and trying some new things that way um, the, the really big beers are, are pretty fun because it's you're always looking at it like uh, you look in your mash tun you're like how can we hold this much malt in here right? you know like that stuff is fun they're yeah. long days they're labor intensive days and and when the beer works out it's pretty rewarding yeah. yeah I like playing around with our hop back we use for all sorts of fruit and spice additions and things like that uh, when you get to kind of break out of the norm and just and, and get creative that stuff's pretty fun that's awesome I love it that's yeah. great man so I think that's uh, about it for now, man. Uh, are, are you going to be there tonight, the gala? I will, yeah. 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 Uh, we're going to be stage side uh, interviewing the all the winners. Oh, okay. So I feel like we're possibly going to have we another conversation with you then. Yeah, well, this we'll evening. See. Fingers crossed. Yeah, Fingers crossed. Man, thanks again. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Where can they find you guys this. online? Uh, toothandnailbeer.com. Yep. And, and uh, toothandnail. On social, what's the social? Oh, I should God, know. no, I should know. Um, I'm trying to avoid these. Things. If you just type in, uh, Twitter's uh, Tooth Nail Beer. Beer. I just think. Tooth and Nail Beer on Instagram. Yep. Yeah, you it'll can, probably be consistent. You there. can find it. People are just resourceful. Google Tooth yeah. and Nail. Just Google yeah. it. You guys will find You'll come it. up all there over you the go. place. There you go. So make sure you follow it. If you're in Ottawa, come by the Brew Pub and check it out. Um, of course, if you enjoyed the episode, hit us up on Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. It's oh, now Apple Podcasts. Okay. Uh, review and uh, like that bad boy and subscribe. Um, check out the YouTube. Like and subscribe that shit as well. And follow us at BOS Podcast on all social medias. That's it, guys. Thanks a lot. Peace. Cheers. Cheers. Bam.